Why, hello, York Street Church family. We are sure missing you, especially seeing you face to face and worshiping alongside of you. But I am very grateful that I can be here with you today from my home, um, right directly into your home, which is very fitting with our current sermon series being As For Me and My House. Um, this uh, sermon series is from Joshua 24, 15, where it says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me in my household, we will serve the Lord. So last week, Anthony introduced this new sermon series and he shared on Christ being the head of the household. And he was asking us, is Jesus really Lord of our life? Have we placed him authority over our household? And he challenged us through an email to think, what bold statement do you need to make today towards making God the head of your household today? He shared some of those with our staff and I was so moved by the bold statements that you sent out this week. It goes along so well with our theme for the year. If you remember, we continue to follow Jesus and not just to hear the words, but to put them into practice from Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So those of you that responded to Anthony, thank you for not just hearing the words on Sunday, but putting them into practice. Today, as we continue on in our series, As For Me and My House, we will look at Christ as the cornerstone. But first, let me ask you a question. What are your faith foundations built upon? You know, are you building a house upon a sure foundation that's really solid, like the solid rock? Or are you finding that your faith can sometimes be like you've built it on shifting sand? A couple weeks ago, we were looking at um, landscaping a part of our backyard on the edge of our patio. And we wanted to create this raised garden bed on the edge of the patio. Um, but before we started buying all the material, Lee spent some time measuring all the aerials so that we would know just how much we would need to order. Well, after a while, Lee came back in to inform me that he wanted me to come and have a look at some of the mock lines that he had created so I could actually have a visual of what the area would look like. And what we discovered was that every line that he had tried to use to build these square boxes were slightly skew so that none of the angles really matched up, you know, between the patio edging and, and the fence line behind and, and the other garden lines, there was no lines that he could use that were really square. And what this meant was that because our starting points were coming from a square place, everything else that we were trying to build upon it was not going to be even either. 
And it was really quite frustrating because it puts you in a position of, do we just dig absolutely everything up and start again? Or do we live with slightly not square boxes? When um, we talk about a cornerstone in masonry stonework, it is the most integral part of a building stone structure. It serves as a guide for the builders to finish the building perfectly. Um, and it's the first stone, the foundation for which everything else is measured and aligned and built upon. So it has to be absolutely perfect and absolutely square. And it's used as a guide and as a base um, and, and the direction for all the other added stones that complete the building. It's no wonder that Jesus is chosen as the chief cornerstone for our faith. He is the perfect stone and our entire faith is built upon him as our foundation. Isaiah 28, 16 says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. You can be sure that putting your faith in Jesus Christ in this cornerstone will result in the confidence and the assurance and, and the contentment that you seek, the security maybe that you're looking for. This is the guide, the measuring stick, the, the alignment, the piece that holds everything together. It directs where all the rest of the stones go simply by where it is positioned and how perfect that it is. The one who relies on it, on Jesus as the cornerstone, will never be stricken with panic. There's no need to worry because placing our trust in him ensures a perfect foundation for our faith and for it to be built upon. When we rely on Jesus as the cornerstone, we don't need to worry. We don't need to worry about our future. And this actually got me thinking, I wonder how our panic meters are going these days. You know, with everything going on around us, there are definite moments where, where panic can get the best of us. And we might forget that we have a house that's built on Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, the ultimate perfect stone. And you might ask, how do we ensure that we're anchoring ourselves in the true cornerstone of Jesus Christ? Well, first, I always check, am I anchoring myself in other things like things of this world? Maybe it's in the news release from media. Maybe it's in other leaders. Maybe it's in a program or, uh, you know, a, a place or, or something that we're, you're used to doing, your routines. Am I looking for assurance in those things or confidence in those things? Or where is my security coming from? Are they coming from things that aren't square, that aren't perfect, that aren't going to provide me the direction and the stability and, and the security and the confidence and, and even the contentment and strength and perhaps even joy that I'm seeking? 
over the last few months, you may have started to notice some cracks or holes or even massive crevices in your foundation of faith. And this could mean that there is some inner work to do in, in stabilizing your foundations in Jesus Christ instead of things of this world. You might need to look at replacing that cornerstone with Jesus Christ rather than on these other things. But I want to encourage you that without your faith being tested, without our faith being tested, how do we know how solid our foundations really are? The storms of life are going to come. And we're going to find out if our house is built on the rock or on the shifting sand. And you're not going to really know what you need to work on sometimes until you're in this place of testing. I wonder how many of us thought we were fairly solid in our faith until things around us began to change. And there were circumstances that were out of our control. And then we found ourselves in a continued constant state of change and we found ourselves maybe in places where we were really truly tested at the core what do i really believe do i really believe that god is sovereign and this sort of pressure either builds us into something amazing and beautiful where the lord can dwell or it breaks us into tiny pieces. And if it's breaking us, it could be that our cornerstone isn't quite set in Jesus Christ. And this is why it says in Matthew 21, 44, anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. If our foundations aren't built with Christ as this cornerstone, we can find ourselves broken and crushed on judgment day. Isaiah 28, 16 goes on to say that Jesus was a tested stone, a precious cornerstone. Jesus was, was tested to the utmost in, in the flesh through, through trials and, and temptations and persecutions here and even, even nailed to a cross, even through death. And in Matthew 21, 42, it talks about the stone that the builders rejected. In scriptures, it does show that not everyone will align their lives with Christ as the cornerstone. As in Philippians 3, 18, For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is is destruction, their God is their stomach, things that satiate them only for a minute, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. We do have a choice whether or not we want to have Jesus Christ as our cornerstone or not. And in Acts 4, Paul confirms to the church of Ephesus that this is that this Jesus is the cornerstone that they had been waiting for, the Messiah that they had rejected. In Acts 4.11, it says, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Yet even in this 
pressure and this testing times that, that Jesus withstood, this is what made him the precious cornerstone. I think many of us know that when diamonds are made, and pearls are made too, that they can only become precious gems through intense pressure and intense testing. Otherwise, they're just a little bit of sand or a little piece of rock. In all of his trials, Jesus remained obedient and faithful to the end, never going against the Father's will. And so that we find that through his testing, he becomes the precious cornerstone that we build our faith upon. So again, I want to encourage you not to be resentful or, or to condemn yourself when you find yourself in the testing place, because actually that's really great, because he is certainly making us into a precious living stone, an amazing, beautiful gem that can only be made through pressure and can only be made through testing so that you can be built into this spiritual house, into this temple where God can dwell. In 1 Peter 2, 4, 5, it talks about this. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And it goes on to say in verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. When the testing of your faith comes, we as beautiful living stones are used and chosen by God to be built into these most glorious spiritual houses, these temples that, that God can dwell within. And I love in Ephesians 2, where Paul writes, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and it rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. As we look to building a house that serves the Lord, not only do we need to place God as head, as Anthony shared last week, but we need to build a strong foundation of faith, placing Jesus as the principal cornerstone that we test, that we measure and align everything we do against. In my experience, there are dark recesses of our hearts that we often don't want to allow God into. Maybe because we're ashamed or afraid what God might think or what you have to go through to get rid of it. But as long as we hold these parts away from him, you know, he can't really be our true guide. He can't really be our true cornerstone. But it's in the humbling 
of ourselves before the King of Kings and allowing him in to love us and to shape us and to mold and direct every part of our lives using him as that chief cornerstone that everything is built upon instead of using him as an afterthought kind of just to to bless the plans that I've already made. And if we reread Ephesians 2.21, it says, In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. We cannot be living for Christ and, and living our own pathway at the same time. To make, to make Christ the cornerstone requires aligning every part of our lives in him. The other part of this Ephesians passage that I love is that we are members of his household, fellow citizens. Ephesians 2.19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief corner stone. As living stones, we are members of God's household. We're, we're on the inside. We're, we're not strangers. We're not foreigners. We're not kind of waywardly running around trying to find our place in this world. We have a vision and, and a mission and a plan and a purpose as fellow citizens with Christ, welcomed into his family. Being a member of God's household and fellow citizens of heaven means we adopt the practices and, and the culture and even the responsibility of the kingdom of heaven. We also receive benefits and, and protection and, and blessings of this kingdom as well. This year, I officially became a citizen of Australia. I moved here in 2008. Um, so after 13 years, it is clear that I'm no longer a foreigner or a stranger um, to Australia. I've, I'm here to stay, to raise my family. Well, unless... The Lord says otherwise. I've learned that over the years to hold all things loosely, even my home. Um, but although Canada is very similar to Australia in a lot of ways, there are still a series of adjustments that, that need to be made to, to fit and, and belong and, and connect to become a member of this household of Australia, if you will, a member of this culture um, as a citizen from language to, to lifestyle to humor and, and habits. Um, uh, learning colloquialisms like, I don't know, fair dinkum or hard yucca or sanga. These words I've never used before coming to Australia. Um, to having responsibilities like voting and being active member serving in the community I can no longer sit on the sidelines when I'm a citizen. I can no longer sit on the sidelines. Changing my status from 
from foreigner to to citizen, like from some someone who just lives here and, and enjoys the benefits of the nation to someone who not only receives the benefits and the blessings like like the rights and the protections of the country, but adopts the practices and, and the culture that you have as, as a nation as well. And uh, Ephesians 2.19 says that we are no longer these foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. So what this means is, is that some of the benefits and the blessings that we receive as citizens, we can find as citizens of heaven as well. And we have found, I've found even just a few here to share with you today. There's heaps more than what I'll say today. But just to give you an understanding, what benefits and blessings do you have? Having Christ as the cornerstone and, and being a citizen of heaven means that we're under the protection and shelter of the Lord. We we are free from the wrath of God and enslavement of sin. We we are we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Our names are are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We have an advocate who's who's Jesus who intercedes on our behalf. We have the Holy Spirit to to lead and guide us as as members of His family. We have an eternal inheritance um, that we know that this world is not our home. It's only the temporary residence. Um, that we live for something so much bigger. And as members of this kingdom of heaven, some of the, the practices and cultures that we, we, we change and adopt because we are members of this household is that we choose to, to love God and we choose to love people. We're called to serve. We, we, we worship in spirit and truth. Um, if if you're looking for a Christian, it needs to be someone that has an attitude that's that the same as Jesus Christ. We we are clothed in righteousness and compassion and, and kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and forgiveness. We bear fruit like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and and self control. We purpose towards one mission, um, the Great Commission. We, we make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we teach them to obey everything that he has commanded us. These are just some of the things when you adopt a culture, the type of culture that a Christian is. And when we place Jesus Christ as that cornerstone of our faith, we become members of the same household and fellow citizens with him. These are some of the benefits and the blessings that we receive as members of the kingdom of heaven. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Today, I want us to consider, are we placing Jesus Christ as that cornerstone, measuring and aligning everything of what we do and who we are against him? Or have we allowed other things to take that position in our lives? What kind of place are we building for God to dwell in? If we were to look into our hearts right now and spend some time, just spending time in our hearts, is this a place where God would be welcome to dwell? Hmm. That was a big one for me to consider. Is there 
one thing that I can choose today to, to realign with Jesus and making him my cornerstone. Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But what kind of foundations are we building our faith upon today? I want to finish with Psalm 27.4 that says, One thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this time that we've had together to look into your word and to consider things like, is our house really a house that serves you? Lord God, as we look at our own lives, as we consider our cornerstones, the things that we place all of our foundations on for our faith. Lord, I pray you would draw our attention to the things that you would like to realign that might have gone skew. Father, I pray that you would help us um, realign things in such a way that Jesus Christ is the center of it all. And Lord, that um, you could, we could create this, this habitable place where your, your spirit could dwell. God, we um, ask right now, every person that's listening, for your peace to fall on them right now, that there's no reason to panic because our cornerstone is in you. And we have a vision and a mission and a plan and a purpose. And God, you're right there in the midst of it with us. Remind us, Lord, of the good things that you're doing around us today. In Jesus' name, amen.